I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Greg, and Andy, Jimmy, JC. You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. I think what, what really summed up the last couple of hours was a, a little message on the dark web from our very own Daniel Wong, who uh, is on his way to his, his mother's funeral. And Wong's note on the dark web was, going to funeral now, better time than that match. <laughs> Whoa, that was That's painful. Terrible. That is really bad, Wonger. But but actually accurate. It was a painful ninety plus minutes. Um, yeah, because Wonger's going to kill Craig it. Forrest and Jimmy Brennan. I'm James Sharman. Wonger's yeah. going to kill it at the funeral today. He is going to be on fire. I, I, su- yeah. I imagine at some point Steve Chang will appear, and so he should. But uh, Wonger, we're thinking of your pal. Um, yeah, a painful. Match to watch. You're going to crash out of a tournament. Okay, happens. But then you crash out that way. And uh, there's a lot of finger pointing to go around, Craig, is it fair to say? Um, yeah, I, I suppose there will be, of course. I mean, it's just really disappointing. And this is a team that's supposed to be ranked seventh in the world and continuously fail at the World Cup level. Olympics, okay, whatever. They don't make any money at the Olympics. So the association doesn't get any money at the Olympics. You have to do it at the World Cup. And we failed five out of eight times to get out of the group and a team that's been in the top 10 forever. This is an underachieving side. And it's only going to get harder for them because the rest of the world's catching up and getting past us. I've seen teams like Colombia, Nigeria. Nigeria's ranked 40 in the world. They played well against Canada, played excellent football against Australia, got a draw against Ireland. They go through. It's just not good enough. Forget about any excuses. There is none. No, there's no excuses. I think also, they just we didn't organize. We just we were just getting 
beat too easy, second every ball, didn't match the work rate. That was a, it was very, very disappointing. That's, that's for sure. Even going forward, we didn't, we didn't offer much, did we? There well, there's nothing. nothing. There was, nothing. There was so little. Mm-hmm. Um, the, wasn't possession. Good. the link up, the link up play, nothing. It wasn't good. And then you, you heard the statement there about the pressure. I mean, it's, it's football. It's World Cup. Of course, there's pressure. You have to deal with it. You have to be ready for it. I don't. I don't know. I don't you get have it. To be. Was a team that won the Olympics? That you you think they can handle pressure? I know it's a slightly different team, but a lot of those players are veterans. Yeah, they've they've shown they can handle pressure in the past, but for some reason, this World Cup, you know, from being you know, it was too, the occasion was too much. In in the Nigeria game, I think it was um, to this. Mm-hmm. Belief is what Beth Priestman said post match. You know, it's the one thing to take in this World Cup. The team needs to have that belief. Yeah. Well, and, and you look back at the first game against Nigeria, penalty missed by our greatest of all time, Christine Sinclair. That would put us in a much different situation if that goes in. It's about moments. And we saw that with the men in last November as well, missing those big time moments that uh, changed games. And that's tournament football. Let's talk about the selections to start with. I mean, after the last couple of games, I mean, I think we were all surprised to see Chris and Sinclair start this one. A, she limped off the field last match. Um, secondly, she just hasn't looked good the entire World Cup. She starts. Sophie Schmidt, who came on in the Ireland game, looked fantastic and just yeah. ran the show, didn't get the start. Um, I think we have to hold, you know, Beth Priestman, who's got most things right since being coach of Canada. She didn't get it right today. No, I don't think she did. I think she was torn, I think, with the Christine Sinclair situation. And I liked her coming off the bench in the last game. I think that suited her. Um, but she's, you know, lacking a threat that she used to have. It's just the bottom line. She's 40 years old, isn't she? Like, I mean, it's not happening. And she's not getting in behind. The Australians were never worried about her getting in behind. Her pace is never going to do that. She had a couple of nice touches, but overall, really ineffective. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, at the, at the age now, and you're right, she's not getting in behind. So defenders are quite content to to mark her because it's easy because they're just she's just going to play in front of them. Yeah, and for years, I mean, she bullied teams. Like she was the strongest player on the field physically. She could out bully teams, and uh, we're seeing that the game is changing, it's developing, it's getting better. The world is catching up and getting beyond us now, and uh, you can see that happening. Uh, with this national team and with the players they've got right now. I suppose you could argue it's a, a transitional World Cup. Bev's felt the need to build around Christian Sinclair up until now. This is the last hurrah. That's mm-hmm. not going to happen moving forward. I don't know. We haven't heard from Christine yet. We, we're just taping this literally. The whistle's just you know gone. We've heard from Bev. We haven't heard from Christine just yet. So I don't know what she's been asked or what she's saying regarding her future. But regardless of what she decides to do, obviously there's big qualifiers coming up against Jamaica later this year. Huge qualifiers and Mm -hmm. At that point, Canada may not be favorites for that one, amazingly. Um, But it was a bit of an odd one, I suppose, for for Bev Priestman. But you can't deny the fact that looking back in years to come, we'll say this was a a disastrous World Cup. No one stood out, Mm -hmm. I don't think. Did anyone stand out? I think you had Mm -hmm. glimpses. What's that, Jimmy? We had glimpses of... You know some some great 
great little plays and mm-hmm. you know, movements. I thought, you know, Leona at times throughout the, the tournament, she she was she was good. I thought Schmidt when she came on, I thought she was very good. Surprised she didn't start. I have no idea why. Um I did like Vienne's Lacoste when she comes on. She I like the way that she plays, but you know, there there was just a little it wasn't mm-hmm. consistent. That's what I'm getting at. It wasn't well, consistent. The, the players you mentioned there, Leona side were subs as well. Right? Yeah. They didn't even start the games. Leon looked absolutely knackered by the end of it today. Yeah. She went off with her concussion protocol. So I hope she's okay. She had glimpses of short, but she's barely played yeah. in the last few months. And she Lawrence, was absolutely spent. Yeah. Lawrence looked tired as well today. She did. Hasn't had a good World Cup, I don't think. No. Kadisha Buchanan, who, you know, in her best is one of the top defenders in world football. She's been battling something. She's sick or whatever it is. Wasn't the same player. I mean, the goals today. Let's go through the goals, shall we? The Rasso goal, first of all. Um, to, you know, the early goal just to put Canada on its back foot. Again, you know, not good enough. Too much space. Way too much space, which was a theme today. Um, yeah. the, the second goal, Sheridan flaps at it. No presence from the set piece. Um, three nil, three nil. Jesus, wide, wide open. Canada maybe waiting for an offside call. He can't do that. Ball watching. These are bad goals to concede. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sheridan really didn't uh, cover herself with glory really in this tournament. She made some decent saves. Actually, she made a very good save in the first half. She's a good shot stopper, but she had a trouble with the corners. Uh, really struggling with set pieces when they put her under pressure. We saw that one go direct in. Uh, who was that against? That was Ireland, wasn't Ireland, it? Ireland, yeah. Yeah, Ireland. direct in against Ireland. So um, I think we saw one good, decent half of football from this team. That was the second half against Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, where are we at right now? Let's let's take a breath here, shall we, right, as a nation. <laughs> All that's happening off the pitch, we, we know that. Men had a, a very mediocre World Cup, albeit – a great moment to get there. We all know that, but that's in the past. Bottom line is, you know, it was a mediocre World Cup. Hasn't been great since then. Women get to the World Cup, top 10 team. Some superstars in that lineup, we thought, had, had a poor World Cup. Still yet to sign a CBA. I mean, have we taken a step back from two years ago? Was that just a mirage? Or are we just like right now just feeding off the, the negative emotion of a really disappointing week or so? Well, I think what disappoints me is just the fact that we're seeing other countries play really well. You know, like talk about energy uh, or lack of energy for Canada. You saw that Colombia Germany game. Colombia, incredible. I mean, they're not in the same level as Germany, but they work so hard. They close them down. They just incredible amounts amount of work rate put in, and that's. That's we're not seeing. So you're seeing teams like that. Then in Nigeria, a couple of years ago, I would have thought Canada would have beat them four or five. They looking good. You know, we see some lesser countries, if you like, uh, starting to develop some players, and it's it's good for the game, but it's going to makes it more difficult for Canada because Canada really got off to a start where organized women's sports in Canada was way ahead of the the rest of the world, majority of them, right? North America, Canada, United States, excellent opportunities. But that's now changing, so it's going to get really difficult for them. Yeah, I think, you know, the other thing is, too, Craig, I think everybody's kind of been buying into all the hype, you know, the we can and believe and all the stuff that comes and know, off, gold. off the pitch, right? 
Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's about what happens on the pitch. And that's what we forget about. So people get caught up in all the all the hype. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, both the men and the women, they're not producing. And you're right. The the world is catching up, especially in, in, in the women's game. And we've got to we've got to fix what we've got right now because it, it's not good. It's not good. There hasn't been a good performance on both sides in a while. I wonder if uh, Christine will actually say anything after the game. She's not one to find cameras. She might make a comment as such. But if you go back to 2015, I think when England, England beat them in the quarterfinals, most of the players blew past the media, didn't want to talk to them. So be interesting. I remember that. Yeah, still people still whine about that and complain about yeah. that. Yeah, I remember so. that. I mean, that's, you know, hey, if they want to be treated like professionals, you got to act like professionals. Well, first person to talk today, guess who? Sophie Schmidt. Yep, she spoke first go. person steps up there. Mm-hmm. Of course she does. See, I like that. You need like that. that. She's a leader, right? Yeah, you you're professional. You know, the problem, you the problem is, guys, is when when Christine Sinclair, the star player, doesn't do interviews and stays away from it, shuns that, that sort of side of thing. I know she's not comfortable with it, and that's understandable. But the rest of the team are following that. But if she was one to say, listen, we need to be in front of the camera, we need to answer the questions, even the hard ones, then the rest of them would do it. Yeah. But well, you know, I, I still her. feel that I still feel that most of Canada soccer fans still love this team, right? There's a lot more sympathy, I think, even for the women's team than the men's team. I think they still want to embrace this team, right? Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be facing a firestorm of toxicity, I don't think, and you know, nor should they. But we've got to call it out and and be balanced in our in our commentary here, right? But I don't think there's any reason to avoid the media. And listen, at this point, we're not saying she has avoided the media. She might well speak. I just, we, we literally are recording this after the match. Yeah. yeah. We're not suggesting that. But uh, no, but what we are saying is that they should be doing it. Yeah. They should be doing these interviews. You know, it's when, when things are going well and winning, everybody wants to do the interviews. Oh, I'll do it. But then <laughs> when the shit hits the fan, you got to be brave enough as well and take the heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like part of the Call it as it was. Sorry, Craig. Part of the job. Like Sophie Schmidt, eh? I mean, she faced up into it. I like uh, that. that dinner interview after the game, the soft, soft questions. <laughs> yeah, not the toughest questions, let's be honest no. here. But, uh, and, and Sophie's retiring, right? It's her last game for Canada. She has to be just a ball of emotion right now because of what she's done. Yeah. I mean, how many caps has she got? Oh, man. I'll look it up. I think it's, it's, it's over 200, 200 right? Yeah. It's, it's a crazy <laughs> amount of caps. Yeah. Crazy amount of caps. So for, mm-hmm. for the players, her and Sinky, if this is their last hurrah, um, that's got to take a toll. On a football, you guys know this. Yeah, you know, sure. you know. What I mean, putting that shirt, being being like I me. Mean, listen, being a Canadian international, you guys can speak of this more than anyone. It, it takes a, it's a burden, right? In in many regards. So when you finally say farewell, you may not have won that much. You guys won the Gold Cup, of course. The girls have won the Olympics. It's great, but at the end of it, when you say farewell and you hang up that shirt for the last time. It's got to bring a lot of emotion back to you and just, you know, what you've had to sacrifice in many ways over the years. Well, that's right. I, you know, and when you're in it and you're two, three, four, seven, eight, nine years in it, you think it's going to last forever. You get that feeling it's just going to keep going and it doesn't. And when it comes to an end, it is a bit of a shock. And this is going to certainly hit Sophie and Christine, who really have, I mean, Christine for both of them, 20 years. More than 20 years. <laughs> you know, that's crazy. that's a lifetime, several lifetimes in football. So, <laughs> Sophie, according to Wikipedia, I'm just working up quickly here, 223 caps. No. 
It's a lot yeah. of football. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of football. We've had her on the show as well. Not only is she a great footballer, but she's an amazing person, individual. Yeah, she is. And I think she'll be involved in football moving down the road too, hopefully in Canada with yeah. Project 8 or whatever she wants to do. She'll be amazing yeah. doing it. Has to be involved in Project 8. And the bottom line is, listen, excuses. Yeah, yeah, we know. Not having a pro league is an excuse. Most teams at that time had a pro league. It's on its way. So there is hope, you know, I don't think we should be too depressed about women's soccer in this country. I think it's on, on, the, on the cusp of something pretty big in this country. But saying farewell to legends like those players, you hope that the young kids mm-hmm. coming through will, will carry that, that legacy forward. I mean, it's, there may never be another Christian Sinclair in this country, let's be honest, right? Brazil have never had a Pele, mm-hmm. right? There's some pretty good players. Argentina, okay, yeah. They, they, got, a, a, they got a Marta, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, it's very, I mean, these are generational talents, all world talents. You know, it doesn't come around very often. It might be a, a step back for Canada before a step forward, but Jamaica in the form, and that's going to be a tough, tough battle for Olympic qualification. Jamaica um, also getting better. Yeah. Yeah, they all are. <laughs> they all are. Yeah, it, I mean, they it's, it's not so much Canada regressing, I don't think, necessarily. It's, it's, it's like you said, it's the other, the rest of the world catching up. And investing in these programs, even, I mean, listen, there's, there's a lot of programs in the World Cup who spend less than Canada, which is actually possible, believe it or not. And yeah. they're actually competing. Yeah. yeah. And, but tactically, some of them are very, very good as well when you watch them. Very, very good. So organized and disciplined. There's some good teams out there. And, there's, and there has been a, a gap, a very quick gap as the game develops. Well, Canada ranked in the top 10 during their whole existence, have never got to the final. They've picked up a fourth place, quarterfinals, been out everywhere else. But it shows you that level between the top one, two, three teams, U.S., Germany, and then at times Norway have uh, slipped in there, Sweden has slipped in there. The Japanese, technically excellent. They played brilliant football again um, against the Spanish. It surprised them, although Spain were already through. Um, but excellent football so uh the gap is yeah i see canada dropping outside the top 10 very shortly you mentioned that columbia match yesterday match of the tournament it was absolutely brilliant and and this this kid linda casado wow i mean the story is incredible ovarian cancer last year or a couple of years ago now she's played yeah. in three world cups in the last year and scored in all of them i mean they are working hard i really hope she's okay bloody hell they're working i hope they know what, what they're story. doing i hope they know what they're doing with her because they seem to be running her into the ground she collapsed apparently in training as well grabbing her grabbing chest, chest. Like, what the fuck but what a talent like oh her touches her movement and that goal that she scored was just oh lifted me out of my seat i was just like that's just brilliant from an area of the world that you don't expect, you know, women's soccer has to really thrive, which it hasn't done until now. But again, they're lifting, they're, they're rising, right? And this mm-hmm. is a generational talent. Up until now, generational talents? Well, Canada, yeah, okay. States, obviously. Um, Marta with Brazil. Generational, not that many. She's one. Plays at Colombia. How many, how many kids will she inspire in Colombia, a football nation? Right, and that's how you're going to see these 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 countries get better and better and better as the years go by, as they take it seriously and more kids play the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Colombia are what ranked 25 going into this tournament and taking out 
Germany, or not taking him out, but beating the Germany, number two in the world. FIFA rankings not, we not being true. What? Well, we just haven't seen that before. We those teams used to get shellacked. Well, we were all expecting to see like an eight or a niner at some point in this World Cup, right? Weren't we? It just hasn't mm-hmm. happened. There's been a couple of sixes, a five, yeah. but yeah. I mean that happens in every World Cup. This yeah. hasn't been the, the gap is a lot tighter than I thought it was. Yeah, every four years it gets closer and closer and tighter and tighter. I, I thought we'd see 12, 13 nils in this tournament. I did as well. You're right. Because they expanded to 32 teams from 24, in my opinion, a little bit too early, but... Um, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe not. It's been a great World Cup so far. I've really enjoyed it outside of yeah. Canada. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I wonder how Canada keeps watching it. I wonder how the numbers do now. Canada's out. Oh, fuck. It'll drop off Dwindle a cliff now a lot right yeah. yeah it will i guess if there's any bright spot from today it was definitely elisa chapman <laughs> oh my god with the mics yeah it was great chopping the twat yeah it was brilliant she went through me a twat she said to the referee <laughs> <laughs> did you hear dubs afterwards like she i, I we know dubs well she could she could barely contain herself i could just tell by her tone yeah, yeah. she was just dying to let loose because she loved that she enjoyed that she had to be somewhat tsn amy not footy prime amy at that point i was i was hysterical i loved it she was a highlight she did a very good job very good job over the games yeah she's i like i love her work ethic every time she comes on she's just just up and down that line getting back defending i like her i like craig's talking about dubs I was talking about Dubs. Oh, I was talking about Chapman. She doesn't get up any lines now. <laughs> dubs doesn't move anymore. <laughs> hey, she had a night off. She had a whole night off on uh, wasn't it Saturday? Uh, I think it was Sunday. It was Sunday. Was it Sunday? Was it? Yeah, yeah it because I was I was texting during the uh, Columbia Germany game, and I got crickets from her. And I'm like, isn't she working? No, she's got that day off. What is this? So- a part time gig? Such bullshit. Complaining you about know, the hours? She wants to make a mark for herself in the industry, right? And, and she, she just, just doesn't put the work in. She takes <laughs> takes one day off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, I know she puts a ton of time into research, too. She's got oh, yeah. probably hours of information in her head that she's not going to get out during the game, that she almost over-prepares sometimes. She's yeah. almost professional. And I, well, we, Jimmy and I saw her at the uh, beer fest. On Friday, great time by the way, Jimmy. I really, really enjoyed that. that was she was on best behavior. She was. She didn't have very much, and she left early. But still, she she made the effort to come out and see us, which is nice. How are you She's feeling on uh, Saturday morning, Jimmy? Uh, I wasn't too bad. wasn't too bad at all. Woke up and had a nice breakfast. My brother cooked everyone breakfast. Nice. Mm, full fry up. Yeah, full fry up. And then headed back up to uh, my parents. Everybody hung out there. Oh, that must have been exciting. Everybody like lying around like yeah. shit. Just outside. <laughs> I'm the loungers. Amy said, having met Jimmy's two other brothers, uh, Jimmy is by far now her third favorite Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's absolutely true. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Brothers are awesome. <laughs> yes, stop bringing them out. <laughs> they do, yeah. They paint you in bad up. light. <laughs> now, that guy. was good, good times. Uh, good times. Yeah, I didn't feel too bad either, actually. Just a little bit tired, but um, God knows how. Anyway, that was fun. But yeah, Canada gets busy again, gets serious again. Now we're going to start talking about negotiations for CBAs once again. Boring, but it's going to happen. We know it is. And it's going to carry Canada on. Canada's got their role to play here with the lack of budget, lack of preparation. It's embarrassing, but there's a lot of fingers here. You can't blame just that. And I don't think people are, but mm. they will <laughs> as time goes mm. on. Yeah, yeah, they will. I mean, it's not great. We know that. We, we're critical of the association, but no excuses for this performance from this team. No, own it, right? We said before with the men, right? You want to be uh, considered a football nation, which we're not yet. You have to be held accountable when the performances on the pitch aren't good enough. And it wasn't good enough throughout this World Cup. Simple as that. And blame injuries. Yep, of course. They, they, they missed Janine Becky massively. Massively. We know that. But you know what? Sam Kerr wasn't playing for Australia today. Pretty good player. Scored four goals, didn't they? So own it. Yeah. Own it. Learn from it. And that's what I think Bev was saying post-match. Learn from this. And you have to. And that's the best thing. That's all a coach can say, right? I think after you know disappointment, a coach can't mm-hmm. come out and start hammering people. The best thing they can ever say is you've got to learn from this. It's true. I mean, a lot of people be critical of what coaches say after. And even we look at Terry Dunfield in Toronto, I see in that debacle going on down there, um, you know, saying that, yeah, I don't, you know, the players put in an effort and people are like, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Well, what do you think he's going to say? Which, what is he supposed to say? He doesn't <laughs> want to lose the dressing more. So he's going to back the players. And here we are yeah. six games in and they haven't scored a single goal. So it's, I don't think it's, it's up for attacking coach of the year, but yeah. No, you you you've got to protect the players at times, right? Yeah. When you go into the dressing room, that's when you can hammer them behind the scenes and unless it's really, really bad, then yeah, yeah. you might come out and say, Yeah, this person didn't have a great game or that. Or well, Terry's also got to protect his his career and his job too, right? he's new into management. Right, very new. They lost one nil to Atlas, by the way. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah, just the one nil, which they'll take, I guess. But they're out of the league's cup pretty early, as early as you possibly can. But like Terry can't, you know, be this massive presence and start yelling and screaming because whether he's considered for this job or not full time, who knows? But he, he will, at the very least, will want to go back to his previous job at the academy. He's in a, such a tough position. Yeah, he's well. You hope he's still involved. Well, you better be. Right and get his job back mm-hmm. in the academy if he doesn't get the first team. But it is, it is you. You've got to be so careful in, in that role, especially as interim, because you don't know what's which way you're headed, really, do you? Well, and players are. I mean, they got to sort out a whole bunch of things, including uh, their treatment room and who they bring in. 
Yeah. And they're going to do that, but it's a little bit too late for this season as I think they've had, what, 14 injuries or something crazy like that. But Are you, are you surprised there isn't there wasn't a sports science department at TFC? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. How? 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 You, you sign $15 million players and you haven't got a sports science department to take care of them? It should be one of the first things you do is get that. That yeah. is stunning. I just assumed. Yeah. It is stunning, especially when you look at the Leafs and Raptors or other. Well, exactly. Right? Couldn't they borrow some of them? Yeah, they're exact. Well, Alex McKechnie certainly has been getting a call from TFC to see if they can find somebody. He could find somebody. He seems to fill spots all over the NBA and, and MLS as well. well maybe maybe Alex can take a step back, go back to where it all began. Get back to uh, some footy. Did you, did you see them at the Wynn Hotel in the summer? There was a summer camp for the summer league in the NBA. They're at the Wynn Hotel. They took over a conference room and put two courts in it. They spent like a million and a half, two million dollars on the summer league team where the players are just fringe guys. You think he's going to go to TFC? <laughs> <laughs> he's living the, the money. Life, man. Forget the resources. He's- just do what's right. You know, you, you start yeah. in football. McKechnie. Now it's yeah. time to return to where it all began and sort things out. Well, he is behind the scenes. Yeah, behind the scenes. Yeah. He'll have a, a little role helping out getting the right people. Hope so, yeah. They need it because they've got way too many injuries. Way too yeah, this many isn't injuries. just fluke, right? This is, no. must be something innately wrong with the program, surely. Well, that's what it's, it is. When, when players are breaking down so often, yeah. they're not fit enough. I'll tell you now that TFC is not fit enough. At all. That's why they're breaking down. They're fatiguing in matches. Fitz yeah, Vasquez went injuries. back to Europe to get his uh, his injury sorted. Remember, don't forget that early this season. Yeah. Kind of speaks for itself, doesn't it? Well, you always get guys like that that always want to go to their guy. Canio had a guy in Italy too. He flew out, left the club car in front of Terminal 3, and it went in. Just left it. <laughs> Just left it. <laughs> the club got a call. We got a car here that's uh, registered to West Ham United. Oh, where is it? Oh, that'll be Decanio. He just got out of the car and left it at Terminal 3. Heathrow. <laughs> Keys in. <laughs> it becomes a security risk at that point, right? Yeah. Jermaine Pennant? Wasn't Jermaine Pennant? I think it was. He, he parked his Ferrari somewhere and just forgot all about it and just left it there. And had no idea where it was. And a few months later, some, I think someone found it and or the police or something and said, got this car registered to you. Oh yeah. It's a Ferrari. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that. So who was, who was your guy, Jimmy? Who was your guy to fix you? Uh, it was myself. <laughs> <laughs> Google. Yeah. Dr. Google. Dr. Google. <laughs> I hated going into the It was McKechnie. I, I was never in there. McKechnie, oh, yeah, we're, we're the national was our guy. When the national team was McKechnie, but I was, uh, I hated going into physio rooms. I didn't like it. So I tried Does to anyone like it? it. Even if I had a niggle, a little injury, I was in two minutes and then I was out. I didn't hate it. Yeah. It sucks being injured. I mean, I remember at Ipswich, they would have us in the pool at 7 a.m. Every injured player in the pool at 7 a.m. Yeah. And the worst part about it was it was, the Ipswich Baths, the place is a thousand years old, and they 
on Mondays, they would change the water over and it was like minus five. It was like, ah. <laughs> it was so cold. Was oh, it? I just wanted well, to. good yeah. for you, isn't it? It's good for huh? muscles and your immune system and everything. A cold dip, so important. Well, I am. Not right. good for the old shrinkage. Yeah. Oh, well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> the old rhino skin. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I wasn't. I think it was someone was talking about. It was. I think it was um, Jamie Carragher's biography. One of them talking about Michael Owen, and Owen early in his career had tons of hamstring issues, and people would would make fun of him and mock him and stuff, being injury prone. But who, with Carragher or whoever it was, was saying that if they only knew what Owen went through before every match, and after every match, and before every training session, and after every training session, the, the agony that he had to endure from the therapists to get those hammies firing and recovering. You'd have a br brand new respect for Michael Owen because, man, elbows and hamstrings ain't much fun. In fact, no. it's an awful experience. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't realize when you talk about treatment, so go back to Alex McKechnie, I've never worked so hard in my life when you're rehabbing with Alex McKechnie yeah. or prehabbing with Alex yeah. McKechnie. A lot of guys would train with him preseason um, to get themselves ready for a season. And some, even as I know some hockey players, had some longevity because of what they were doing with Alex preseason before the NHL season started. So Hockey too, really? That's oh, he's been involved with everything. He's Football amazing. Football players, baseball players, NHL players, and he's obviously the NBA and Shaq being his biggest. Literally, he's his biggest. Business. Yeah. Yep. A national treasure, that's for sure. The Raptors are, are lucky to have him. And hopefully, I'm sure, like you said, I'm sure TFC are like tapping into some of that IQing those connections and, and get someone, build that department because players know too, right? Players want to be coming to clubs, you would think, not just for the money, but for the setup. And TFC's had a good reputation, right, Jimmy? They, they, they don't cut too many costs, which is why I thought this was so strange. And, and a good sports science department, I would think, would be a big reason why a, a team, a player might decide to go to club A rather than club B. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, look, when, when I was a player there, even when I was uh, on the staff, you, we always had some good, pe good people in place. You know, the, the sports science, the physios, every, you just, you had everything. Everything was there. But I think when, when Bob came in, Bob was the, the guy that wanted full control and, um, I don't know whether he, he had a, an individual that was more or less like a consultant that would come in and help and then leave again. I don't think they were there full time. So I know it's on the radar right now for TFC to get an individual in and really sort out that, that sports science department. And it's a, it's, a, it's a real draw, Toronto SC, too, because they do have the finances. They'll pay really well, and it'll be an opportunity for somebody – uh, to come in and basically run the whole show, which would be different than just looking after a first team, whether that's somebody in the Premier League or not. Yeah. It's going to be a pretty big name as far as a treatment goes or physio goes, I think, is coming to Toronto FC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, in other news, Kylian Mbappe says no to $800 million a year. Wow. 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 Kind of. My, my, my perspective on Mbappe's changed a little bit. Now, PSG are apparently pretty sure it's because he's got a deal in place at Real Madrid. And they're not happy about it. Collusion mm -hmm. and all that kind of bullshit. Poor old PSG. <laughs> Feel for them. 
But still, <laughs> I don't know, man. Just, I mean, we would we would have criticized him if he'd gone. Of course we would. But yeah. now we can criticize him for not going and turning down $800 million. How rich must you be to turn down that kind of money for a year? Oh. That's more than some countries make. <laughs> oh. Jesus. Ten generations of family looked after. Yeah. Man. You know, generational wealth. Maybe that's what he's thinking. More he's that. fuck the grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> they go work themselves. That's crazy, isn't it? Man, can you just give a little bit of that for Canada Soccer's budget? That would help things out, wouldn't it? Wow. Good for him, I suppose. There was a, a crazy rumor this week which got me all hot and, hot and flustered about um, a loan deal to Liverpool at great cost for the season before he goes to Real Madrid because his mum's a big Liverpool fan, apparently. So, obviously, <laughs> there's a connection there. Yeah, I got right. I got lured down that wormhole this weekend. I'm, no, wow. Do I really want chance. a puppy on my favorite team? Do I really? Uh, yeah, I do. He's got a better chance going into Newcastle. If he went there because of obviously the Saudi owners, right? I don't yeah. think the Qataris would be too happy at PSG if he ends up going to Saudi either. Maybe they had a little word with him. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, that's interesting, isn't it? Actually, now you mentioned the whole Newcastle-Saudi link because he's not going there for that money, but with Newcastle pay an obscene amount of money for a loan for one year, which is going back to Saudi anyway, eventually. Hmm. Now you got me thinking, Craig. Mm-hmm. That's Maybe. so crazy that he turned that deal down for one year. Was there more to it, though? Was there, It just seems ridiculous, though, isn't it? for one year. Yeah, utterly ridiculous. Maybe it's all bullshit. Exactly. Maybe it's never profit, but we know they've they've offered Tiger Woods the same kind of deal before, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Messi would have been apparently very close to that. He said no. My God, people say no to them. I wonder how they feel about that. Ah, because they're already minted. Yeah, they don't care. But still, Mbappe would have been the, the guy that would really move that needle over there, wouldn't he? I think you get all these other guys, including an old Ronaldo, and yeah, the needle's kind of staggering a little bit there but you get an Mbappe that does change things you get the best player in the world in his prime still that's not what, watching that's it. What it what's that still not watching it no me neither me neither but no. I might follow it I might follow it on Twitter or X sorry <laughs> or yeah. X or so, hey JC had a great point actually so we've been when we tweet now are we not tweeting anymore no are we, are we Xing yeah. So we're Xings. We, we can't say tweet anymore. Xing. Yeah. It's JC's, actually the JC's embracing the X, right? It's JC right now in Dominican Republic, but still joining us on this podcast with a very dubious internet connection, we should say. <laughs> hey, you sound like old Craig. <laughs> yeah. I brought Craig's place. internet with me down to the Dominican. <laughs> Later. Actually, Craig, are you are you at home right now? Yes. You look so you've got this nice leather recliner. You look so relaxed. Everything's you changed. A pipe. Everything's changed. So comfortable this morning, doesn't it? Oh, look it at me. Look at I just so laid back. You're I got so furniture. That's nice. That's a nice little leather leather. Is it is it a recliner? No, it doesn't recline. It's just just a nice chair. Yeah, it's just a leather chair. I'm just your house coat house coat and a pipe right now. Yeah, yeah. it's nice having furniture. <laughs> I got a shower milk, curtain too. The, the milk crates you sat on before, and a shower curtain, really. 
Have you still got a garbage can full of Chef Boyardee? No, I got rid of that. It's the new Craig, the new and improved Craig. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> How's the cat? Amazing. Yeah. Still fat or you got him working out? No, the one's still fat. Yeah. Not destroying your furniture? Your nice new She's furniture? Down. She's cutting down. She's not eating quite as much. She's a she's a pillow a day. <laughs> um, okay, before we leave, uh, some other news. Prem is around the corner, just two weeks away. Of course, catch wow. all that on Fubo TV, FuboTV.com slash footy prime. Uh, Manchester United just signed a nine hundred million pound ten year deal with Adidas, the richest sponsorship in I think sports history, I believe. Nine hundred million for how many years? 10 years but there's there's I, I read somewhere on the previous deal how they if they fail to qualify for the champions league it gets reduced by like 30 percent or something so more reason to invest and to qualify for the champions league but still almost a billion for a 10-year deal to wear addy shirts not bad not bad Good considering money. you look at canada's national team are getting zero for <laughs> how many years was it? Six year deal or something like that with Nike? Absolutely. It's always a zero. way to bring it back to Canada, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely zero. Not even a penny. Actually, not even get kit. You don't even get kit from Canada because it was Canada Nike they did a deal with, not Canada International. Well, didn't they even didn't they have to hand back the kit? Well, I think weren't they sharing kit? Yeah, some of it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that has happened in the past, right? Yeah. You guys know that. You have to hand back your trackies and stuff. Well, you we used to have to have handed back shirts too. Some, you know, that Kevin Muldoon, the kit man, would be like, "Don't change the shirts, don't change the shirts." Some of them would do it anyway. Yeah. Fucking come on! <laughs> You're playing in the uh, Confed Cup. <laughs> you got to hand your shirt back. Sorry, you can't take Romario's shirt. <laughs> yeah. I only have one. <laughs> Brutal. Um, Arsenal linked with Brentford's David Raya, the goalkeeper, to give. Aaron Ramsdale competition. This one stood out to me a little bit because Ray is a, obviously a really good goalkeeper, a number one in most clubs. Ramsdale's mm-hmm. great, had a fantastic season. Is that healthy, Craig? You want competition, I understand that, but Ramsdale hardly made a mistake last season. Uh, it doesn't matter. They're always going to look to bring somebody in and there's quality behind them. Interesting that Turner, the American number one, is he being sent out on loan, isn't he? Yeah, that's the rumor. So Ramsdale, England's number three, is keeping out the American number one, who has played less than a handful of games for Arsenal in the league for sure. Like, Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So they obviously don't fancy Turner. Must be a reason for it. He must have a certain personality too, right, to be a backup. It's not just a question of not playing and being happy about it, right? You must have a certain mindset, I would think, to be comfortable in that position. Yeah, and you, you don't you don't want conflicts with your goalkeepers because generally the goalkeepers get along really well and it's not their decision who's playing, so there's no hard feelings with it, but you want to bring in individuals that are going to get along, work hard, challenge each other, but don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> good, good, good advice in general, I think. Don't be a yeah. dick. Don't be a dick. Speaking of that, Dubs blew our parlay this weekend. Our first TonyBet.ca footy prime, footy picks parlay. We crushed it. 
We were four for four, and then dubs the first game of the weekend, France Brazil. It was, it <laughs> was over before us. it started. Come on, dubs. Yeah, France. I said France. I like France. You did well. We got the CPL results correct. I think Craig, you had a you had a World Cup game, right? Uh, Jamaica winning, which they did one nil. Yeah, so we had a uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamaica beating Panama. Uh, I think Jimmy, you had, you had Ottawa, didn't you? Yeah, beating I took Cal- Ottawa over Calvary. Calvary, yeah, that was a good one there. Um, and someone had was it one had Forge against Vancouver. Yeah, and I had Pacific beating Valor. Good weekend of CPL, Jimmy. Results, results, results. There was some good results. Is the cream separating itself a little bit here? Uh, I don't know if it is because there's. A, <laughs> I don't know if there if it is because there's because there's six teams now that are all pushing for the playoffs. Who was it that scored a cracker from out? Like it was about thirty yards oh, out. Oh, it was, it was Belter. Uh, yeah. For Halifax against Holy York. shit. Yeah, that against was York. Strike. Halifax yeah. beat York. It was an absolute freaking frozen roper, wasn't it? Beautiful yeah, goal. It was Off the post. Great, great goal. Ooh. Yeah, I think, look, for, for the most part, this playoff race, I think Valor, Valor's out. They're done. Vancouver's out. And it's still Pacific, Forge, Calvary, Halifax, Ottawa, and York. But they're all fighting and competing now. And between sixth place and first place is a five-point difference. Yeah, it's great. So it's yeah, a tight, yeah, valid tight race. 16. Still quite a few games left. Forge the dynasty. Will it continue? Right. It's going to be or a, a dynasty. Dynasty, yeah. It's going to be a great stretch run, though. You're right. It's a real battle there, isn't it? It should be a great close to the season. And, of course, you can. Uh, we're going to make some money because we know, apparently, what we're talking about when, when betting kind of Premier League because we made some would have made some money this weekend if not for Amy Hall of Famer Walsh letting <laughs> us down. So she now owes us big. And we'll speak to her maybe next podcast, maybe on Friday. We'll wait and see. She is pretty busy. Although I think she's got some time off, I think maybe, maybe a couple of days between rounds, I think. I'm not sure. I think she goes back to Montreal for a couple of days. Right, right. See the family. <laughs> I guess she deserves it. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, let's call it a day, shall we? That was uh, a tough, tough pill to swallow for Canadian soccer fans. Um, the women's team resumed their action, of course, this fall with a couple of huge ones against Jamaica. We will be there every step of the way. Um, yeah. Well, sorry about that, Canadian soccer nation. It was a rough one, but keep buying newspapers nonetheless. All right. Cheers. Listen. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Thanks, fellas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.